Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. If we could all rise for today's scripture. Our first reading comes from Hebrews chapter 1, 1 through 9 and verse 14. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had proved purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to who which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, When God brings his firstborn into the world, he said, Let all God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God... Your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Our second reading comes from Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. And so today we wrap up our worship series on those little phrases that we like to use from time to time, those phrases that might have some truth to them, although 
maybe it's just some half-truths. And so if we take time to really think about the things we say, maybe we can come up with something a little different to say. Different words of offering comfort and support and even encouragement to our friends and family. So will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we come striving to hear your word. And so God, I ask that, that your words would be spoken, that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but they would be yours. God, your message for your people. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So there are a few phrases, and, uh, and I'm going to apologize to JJ right now because he's got his work cut out for him today because uh, he's running the cameras today for us. So I just keep moving around and we'll see what he does. <laughs> but there are a few phrases uh, that, uh, that I hear quite often as a pastor that just get under my skin. There are a few. There's probably a few phrases that you hear that get under your skin. Uh, the theology behind them lacks scriptural foundation. There are times when I feel like they, feel like they hurt more than they help. Our bumper sticker today is just one of those phrases. God needed another angel. God needed another angel. Have you heard this before? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but have you said it to someone before? This is a big one that we use when we just don't know what to say. We have no idea what words we should say. Someone that we are close to loses a loved one. They lose a parent, a sibling, a child, a grandchild. And we offer these words to them hoping that it's going to bring some help. Hoping that it is going to bring some comfort. Now there are some of you worshiping with us today, whether that is here in the sanctuary or, or at home. Some of you worshiping with us that have lost a child. And I wonder if somebody offered those words to you in that moment. How did it make you feel? Did it bring comfort in that moment? Because I remember talking to a woman uh, at one time who, who had lost her child, and someone spoke this phrase to her. And while she didn't speak the words after it was spoken to her, uh, she was thinking, what? I mean, really, what? You're telling me that God needed my child more than I needed my child? You're telling me that God decided that it was much more important for me to suffer a loss so that God could have my child. And if that's the case, I don't want anything to do with your God. Acts 17, 24 through 25 tells us, the God who made the whole world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all humanity life and breath and everything. God doesn't need anything. God created all things. God gives all things. There is no need in God. God does require things of us. We hear this in Micah chapter 6. We hear that, that, we should, uh, that God requires us to, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. But God doesn't need 
a child, a loved one, or a life. God gives life. This also phrase also insinuates that God takes things from us in the form of human life. And this does not make sense with what we know of God's love and God's grace and God's mercy. Again, God gives life. God doesn't take life away. Even Jesus gave his life. It was not taken from him. Yes, there are tragedies in this life. We, look, we live actually in a broken and a sinful world. And there are a lot of things that, that frankly, we can't explain. Why is there hatred? Why are there wars? Why did we lose a beautiful soul in a car accident? Why do health complications arise in some of our lives? And why, dear God, why do we have to hear of one more person that has cancer? Why? So many questions that we ask. None of this comes from God. Goodness comes from God. All of this other stuff comes from sin. Sin infects this world, and this is where the brokenness comes from. This is not God's design. This is not the vision that we see in Scripture. So before we go on and discuss uh, this vision and the place and the position of angels, can we all agree that God did not take any of our loved ones? Can we all agree that God did not need another child, that God did not need another life so that he would take them? God didn't need another angel. God weeps and mourns with us in our times of loss and heartbreak. God walks our grief journeys with us. God comforts us in our losses. This doesn't sound like a God who takes those who are special to us. And so I will never use that phrase, and I hope that you will join me in making that same agreement, that you would never use that phrase. Sometimes when you don't know what to say, as we heard from Janina a couple of weeks ago, sometimes not saying anything is just what is needed. The ministry of your presence with that person is so much more important than trying to offer some words that may not bring comfort. So in the two passages we heard today, we heard, uh, hear about God's vision of a new heaven and a new earth, as well as the position or the place of angels in the heavenly realm, but also among us as messengers and guides. We hear in Hebrews that the order, the order is this of the triune God, which includes Jesus Christ, the angels, humanity, and then creation. The angels worship Jesus, who has been given the name above all names. This places the angels just below Jesus. And then humanity, according to Hebrews 2.7 and Psalms 8.4-5, is made lower than the angels. But everything else is under humanity's feet. But what are angels? What are angels? What do we know about them? Where have we seen angels in our lifetimes? 
As we approach Advent, we remember uh, one of the most recited stories from Scripture regarding angels, the birth story of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The angel Gabriel announced the impending birth of the Son of God. Angels are messengers from God. They announce, they proclaim, they guide, and sometimes they correct people, redirecting them to the path that they should be on. See, there are times when we think about angels being floating, spiritual beings with wings, but there are also times when they are depicted as rough and rugged messengers of God. We also hear these words from Hebrews 13, verse 2. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have, attain, have entertained angels unaware. Angels are, angels are all around us. But who are they? While we don't see this much in Scripture, I wonder if God is using all of us at different times as angels. Think about it for a moment, especially, especially on this All Saints Sunday. Can you think of a time, or multiple times, when you have encountered someone in your life that you would consider an angel? What did they do for you? Did they offer you a message that you needed to hear at just that moment? Or maybe they offered some help that you desperately needed. Have you encountered an angel recently? Think about your life at this moment. Have you encountered an angel recently? What was their name? Do you remember their name? Maybe it was a stranger that you don't know what their name was. We all encounter angels in our lives. And I think at any given moment in time in our life, we also have become those angels, those messengers from God to be there for someone, to be there for someone in need. So what angel have you encountered What angel have you encountered today, this week, this month? See, we're going to name a few here today. We're going to name some of those saints that are within the church. We're also going to give an opportunity for all of you to light candles for those that, that you have lost. And so I'm going to read some names here this morning, and as I read each one of these names, I'm going to invite someone from the family or the whole family to come up and light a candle for them. Uh, we're going to light these long taper candles that are on the altar. You can light them off the Christ candle or off any of the pillar candles. So as I read this name, we're going to have uh, an image on the screen and I'm going to invite that family to come forward and light a candle for them. Because these are the angels, the saints that are in our lives that, that touch us in so many ways. Because as you hear these names this morning, I want you to think about what this person has done for you. 
no matter how small it may have been. Because these are our saints. These are Journey of Hope's saints. And so the names that I have for you today, the first one is Jim Belkus. Celebration that we just had yesterday for Gene Carter. Joan Das. Brian Denman. Shirley Fletcher. Jim Herbison. Ray Sievert. John Soderholm. Mark Townsend. Carolyn Van Slyke. These are the saints that we name. There are certainly many others that you have in your life. So as we get ready to leave this sanctuary, to leave this place, know that we go forth not leaving all of the saints behind, that the saints go with us, travel our lives with us, because we are not, not just surrounded by that cloud of witnesses on a Sunday morning. We are surrounded by those witnesses every day of our life. And so I ask that you would go now, knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.